Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Today we revisit our muni conversation in the wake of the Fed rate hike and explore what the monetary policy roadmap means for return prospects, plus offer insight into the redefinition of green bonds and some portfolio themes across the muni space to consider. Uh, joining me for the conversation today, glad to welcome back Kathleen McNamara, Senior Municipal Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So, Kathleen, good morning. Uh, welcome back, and thank you for spending some time with us today. Good morning, Dan, and thanks for having me back. Absolutely. And I will preface it up front for our listeners, our clients, that our conversation today will revolve around the most recent municipal market guide. A title is The Green Landscape Diversifies. By the way, this piece now available up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. So want to make that known, though within the piece, Kathleen, I know you do spend some time on the Fed. And since we last spoke, the Fed did enact its 25 basis points rate hike. Now, this was largely anticipated, as well as announced a significant reduction of holdings. So how did munis respond to the Fed's policy announcement last Wednesday, Kathleen? And are there any notable implications of this policy shift to longer term muni performance? Uh, sure, Dan. I mean, you know, as, as you point out, I mean, not surprisingly, all eyes were on the Federal Reserve's Open Market Committee meeting last week. And as you point out, the Fed's hike of 25 basis points in short-term rates was largely anticipated by the markets. But the central bankers also signaled that they expect to raise rates much further. U.S. Treasury yields moved higher immediately following that announcement, especially on short-dated securities having the effect of flattening the curve. As a point of reference, the spread between the two-year and 10-year U.S. Treasury yields narrowed to now sit at about 16 basis points. That is down from about 31 basis points preceding the Fed meeting. As you already know, the muni market takes its cues from the direction of the U.S. Treasury bond market, but typically moves at a slower pace. The current pattern is no exception. At this stage, the muni curve flattening has been mild, seeing only about two basis points of flattening in that two to 10 year portion of the muni curve over that same time frame. We think that once markets stabilize a bit and liquidity improves, we can expect the muni curve to flatten a bit more, reflecting a shift in monetary policy. Thank you for that, Kathleen. So reflecting on the prior month since we last spoke, and this is sticking with performance, generally speaking, what has muni performance consisted of and what have you picked up on with respect to fund flows? Yeah, I mean, over the past month, Dan, you know, leading up to the Fed meeting, muni performance had been weak. Um, increased volatility in the broad-based rates market has produced significant headwinds for virtually all of the fixed-income markets, including the tax-exempt municipal bond market. Month to date through March 21st, an index of taxable debt is down by almost 3%. At the same time, tax-exempt paper has lost almost 2% in total return. That increases losses for munis on a year-to-date basis to now sit at about 5%. At the same time, lower-rated high-yield munis have witnessed losses of roughly the same magnitude of about 5% as seen in the investment-grade muni space. These negative total return prints do not bode well for attracting assets to muni mutual funds. Muni mutual funds have now witnessed net cash outflows for eight straight weeks. That totals about $19 billion. This is in stark contrast to what we discussed in 2021 when muni mutual funds attracted assets at 
a record pace. Thank you, Kathleen, for the performance recap. I know a bit later we will talk about your near-term performance outlook for munis. Before we get there, I know within the guide each month, you do spend a few moments highlighting some relevant, notable muni-related portfolio themes. So are there a few for this month's edition, Kathleen, that you can share with us? Uh, sure, Dan. I'm happy to. I mean, in the midst of you know high volatility, uh, we did highlight two themes for muni investors to consider this month. The first is to adopt a barbell strategy. We believe that positioning assets in short-dated bonds for liquidity and reinvestment opportunities, along with an allocation to longer maturities with high coupons of 5% for incremental tax-exempt income, is prudent. Bear in mind that high-coupon premium bonds can offer greater price protection than parlor discount bonds during periods of rising rates. The second portfolio idea we discuss in this month's municipal market guide is to seek relative value opportunities along the yield curve. Credit quality spreads have begun to widen a bit, reflecting the impact of mutual fund outflows and illiquidity rather than a deterioration in credit quality. In our report, we highlight an example of relative value opportunities for New York-based investors. We favor positioning in lower-rated bonds at the front part of the curve for spread pickup in exchange for higher credit risk. By contrast, we stick with the more stable credits further out along the curve, and we highlight that in the report. Okay, thank you, Kathleen, for highlighting some of those implementation considerations. So uh, getting back to your performance outlook, near term, what are you thinking in terms of performance for munis? Uh, sure, Dan. I mean, in the near term, we continue to see Treasury market volatility produce meaningful headwinds for muni performance, contributing to outflows from muni mutual funds. Yesterday was another volatile day in the, in the Treasury bond market. There is also a confluence of other factors that can negatively impact muni performance over the next few weeks. A heavier new issue calendar and the upcoming tax filing deadline next month make that list. That said, muni to treasury yield ratios have moved much higher, suggesting that munis are much cheaper than they were toward the end of 2021. As they inch higher, even higher than where they are now, toward the 95% to 100% mark at the long end of the curve, we can expect crossover buyers to step in and lend some price support to the market. Thank you, Kathleen. So before we wrap up, I know on a monthly basis, we do spend a few moments touching on the Spotlight article. Now, the article for the month of March, it focuses on the redefinition of what we have come to know over recent years as green bonds. So what can you share with us there, Kathleen? Uh, sure, Dan. I mean, despite the chaotic market environment that, uh, you know, keeps us peeled to the, to the screens, we do believe that an expansion of sustainable municipal bonds that we've witnessed in recent years deserves some attention. The principal takeaways from the Spotlight article include the following points. First, over the past nine years, sustainable issuance has surged with the larger increases recently seen in the social and sustainability segments. At the same time, the green segment has actually fallen. Second, although much of the boost in sustainable issuance could be COVID-19 related, about three-quarters of the total sustainable issuance labeled growth in 2021 originated from a surge in affordable housing projects. Third point in that article is that the market penetration rate for sustainable issuance debt has almost doubled in each of the last three years, and it now accounts for about 10% of total issuance. So that is, that is a meaningful amount. And finally, Despite some uncertainty surrounding ESG regulatory matters, 
Active conversations are currently underway with the issuer, investor, and regulatory segments of the market. Over time, we do expect a consensus among parties to develop, and that will likely result in the municipal market evolving into an even larger source of sustainable investments for investors. Well, Kathleen, nice catching up with you as always. Thank you for dropping by the podcast and for keeping our listeners, our clients informed on the drivers behind Mini Performance, sharing with us a near-term performance outlook as well as some portfolio considerations for the asset class. And look forward to continuing with our Muni conversation again next month, Kathleen. Thank you, Dan. Have a great day. And again, today we've been joined by Kathleen McNamara, Senior Municipal Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. Uh, These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including, of course, the publication which Kathleen has been making reference to during our conversation today, uh, that being the most recent Municipal Market Guide, a title again for the month of March, The Green Landscape Diversifies. So for clients of UBS, please be sure to contact your financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of that publication directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.